Hey, Josh Felber here from Making Bank. Today's guest, he completed the fifth largest exit of any black CEO. That's pretty good, nine figures. He dives in today about obviously where digital media is going, OTT over the air, things like that. But what's super important is being an entrepreneur, what it takes, you know, the grind, how to grow the business, raising capital, as well as the day in and day out of, you know, really what it takes from a mindset perspective, focus and perseverance. So again, make sure you guys tune in today to check out Andre Swanston on Making Bank. Hey guys, also too, man, if you're interested in checking out some of the amazing gear, gratitude quotes, freedom quotes, awesome t-shirts, hoodies, hats, whatever you like, the softest clothing, most of it's all made in the USA. Check it out now. You can use my code MAKINGBANK10, making bank and the number 10 for 10% off your first order. And again, check out gratitudegear.com. You are, you are listening to Making Bank, where we uncover the mindset and success strategies of the top 1% so you can amplify your life and your business. business. And so you learn for later on in business, you have to think about the, the longevity of your solutions and, and how do you adapt and, and what are the, the, the risks to, you know, revenue and stuff like that. So it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a you know, people would laugh about that example, but it uh, has very real world implications for larger businesses. Um, Definitely. What kind of got you started then? Obviously, you worked at uh, Meriprise and JP Morgan, kind of got in the sales, it sounds like. Was that kind of like what happened after college? Yeah. So, I mean, uh, I was one of the bigger nightclub and, and event and concert promoters in, in the Northeast, uh, used that to, to raise some capital to open a nightclub um, in back in 2005, a year out of school. But my parents, my mom in particular, always uh, used to say, well, when are you going to get a real job? And you don't go to college <laughs> to, <laughs> to, to have a nightclub, right? You, you know, um, you should go into finance, you should go into something. And what's interesting is in the late 90s and early 2000s, the hot thing that everybody wanted to be was investment banking or banking. Mm. Since transition, every college kid now wants to be in a tech startup, right? But 20, right. 20 years ago, it was everybody wanted to be at Goldman or JP Morgan or uh, before when they were still around the Beer Stearns and the Lehman Brothers. Yep. That was uh, the thing. And so uh, I was no different to a lot of other kids. Uh, that was an economics major. And so that was the natural evolution and uh, had the opportunity to to work in Ameriprise Financial and that recruited to to go and do private wealth management at JP Morgan. Um, and what was interesting is, is that I had this exposure as a small business owner in terms of owning restaurants and nightclubs and what was needed to market to people to get them in the door, right? Mm. Media from from print to local radio, uh, and then later on to you know digital and, and and more streaming media type marketing, and then at the same time doing private wealth management, I got an opportunity to see how night, night, high net worth individuals diversify their funds outside of the traditional stocks and bonds and cash and and other stuff that I could help them with, and and moving money to do angel investing, right? So you have clients, oh, I'm taking out. 200,000, 500,000 million dollars to invest in a, in a, in a venture deal. Uh, and as I started to look at some of these opportunities, I was so underwhelmed, right? I was like, this is the dumbest idea ever. This company doesn't make any sense. Or I would see it. I don't think this is viable. And so that's when your ego mixed with kind of knowledge. And, and I said, there's a big opportunity in terms of where I need, where dollars are going to have to shift in terms of the future of marketing from traditional print uh, and local radio to things like podcast and, mm. and 
and streaming television, social media advertising. And I was like, these, these really successful, wealthy people are, are, are putting millions of dollars in ideas that I think I can have a better one. And that's where that kind of nexus genesis moment was of saying, okay, I'm going to leave JP Morgan and start a tech startup in a field that I actually have never even worked in. So, <laughs> so, so no experience, no knowledge. You're like, cool. That, I mean, but I, sometimes that's how like entrepreneurs do it. I mean, a lot of, actually a lot of times, I mean, it's, you get started and you're like, ah, hey, idea pops in and you just go after it and you go do it and leave the, you know, six plus figure job. And it's like, all right, I'm going to make this happen and, you know, figure out whatever it takes. And, you know, fortunately you got a little bit of entrepreneur experience with the nightclubs and the, the TV zappers and everything else. So, um, what was, so what was that kind of that next step then into that digital space that you were, um, yeah, go ahead and so, towards? So the, the very first step that I took is you have to realize in any you know, business venture and opportunity, kind of what your strengths are and what your weaknesses. And, mm -hmm. and, and the first step is to, to surround yourself with people that are strong at the things that you're not, right? And one of the things are, I'm saying, great, I have this great idea. Uh, I think I can raise capital. I think I can, you know, do all these things that are necessary to run a successful business, but I'm not an engineer. I'm not a coder. So somebody actually has to build this. Right. Um, so I thought, I thought to my mind, well, who's the smartest person I know that, that, that can do that. And uh, one of my dorm mates, I went to um, boarding school, I went to the Hotchkiss school in Connecticut. And uh, one of the kids in my dorm um, ended up being my, my co-founder. He was a mechanical engineer, mathematician, Carnegie Mellon guy. And mm. I reached out and said, hey man, I, I got this idea, here's what it is. And it just kind of spiraled into, into that. And one of the things that was really fortunate and I'm sure we'll touch on is it was much more difficult to raise capital than I thought. I think I went into this being like, I know all these wealthy people and I'm connected and I have this great network and I'm, you know, I'm just the, the, the greatest thing since sliced bread and the millions of dollars just going to pour in for this idea. Uh, it was the exact opposite of that. Um, a lot of the capital dried up in terms of the kind of advertising tech SaaS market that I was in. And, and this is, you know, we're talking between 2011 and, and 2014. Yeah. Um, People were, were not looking at those type of ventures. You know, the business was found in Connecticut. Everybody at that time, you know, I had a lot of offers to move to the Bay Area and, and, and we can fund you or, or go to New York City and really wanted to, to keep the business, you know, founded, uh, headquartered in Connecticut. So that was uh, the geographic challenge. So, um, and I think there was other challenges, which, you know, we can, we can talk about forever. And so one of the things that we really benefited from was uh, my co-founder was, you know, kind of like a Swiss army knife, right? So you could do front-end development and back-end and DevOps and a lot of things. And so we were able to punch above our weight and, and run a lot more efficiently than I think most businesses could mm -hmm. at the time. We just sure. scraped, scraped and scraped and, and uh, you know, we're increasing revenue by two to three X every year, even with no real venture capital behind us. And it was really difficult, but it allowed us, um, it, it allowed us, I think, more of a freedom in terms of really, you know, to, to, to use a, a famous analogy, to, to skate where the puck was going. Yep. And kind of be ahead of the curve relative to, you know, we, made, we went all in on that streaming television, connected TV. But at the time we started the company, it was IPTV was the term. It wasn't even called connected TV. Right, so we, yeah. We, we, bet, we bet everything that either connected TV and streaming audio, podcasting, smart speakers, smart TVs, that was going to be the future of media consumption. And, we, and, and, and I said to myself, if this is the case, we're going to be a, a hugely successful company. And if I'm wrong, we'll be out of business. There really is no in between. And 
fortunately enough, it was the right call. Thank you for listening to Making Bank. If you have enjoyed this episode, please leave a review and sharing is caring. Follow Josh Felber on Facebook, YouTube, and Instagram for more. You can also listen to Making Bank on Amazon Alexa, Spotify, iHeartRadio, and watch on Apple TV, Success Thinkers Network, Amazon Fire, and YouTube.